views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. I'm live. Benny said I'm live. Oh, what is that famous movie? I'm alive. I'm alive. I think that was Bride of Frankenstein or somebody's Frankenstein or yeah, is I it, don't know. It's alive. Well, what? Which one it's was it? It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> is it that one? It could be that one. That's pretty what good. What was that though? What was that show? What was that movie? Of, yeah, Frankenstein or Bride of oh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein or yeah, Bride. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving the go-ahead. Taylor says it's Brad Frankenstein. Oh, thank you, Taylor. Taylor, honey, I just got to tell you, Taylor, if you're listening, you're going to be so busy today, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. Oh, my goodness. OMG. I am so excited. My friend, colleague, joining me here today. Yeah, I don't even know how to announce him anymore. I just got to tell you this. Every time I even say his name, I'm going to say it, James Von Prague. Every time I even say it, I get like goosebumps all over my body. And I'll tell you why. It is because when you listen to what he does, any of you that have ever seen him, any of you that have ever called in, any of you that have ever worked with him, here's what you know. You know that when you are connecting with him, it doesn't matter where you are, what you do or how you do it. You got to fasten your seatbelt. Because you are going to go on that spiritual roller coaster ride that is going to rock your soul. I'm also excited, Benny, because he's coming to Seattle. Um, look, besides being an internationally renowned number one, not number two, number one, New York Times bestselling author, he's somebody that has committed himself to a life of service. And what do I mean by that? You know, I've often been asked, you know, why do you do this radio thing? Well, you know what? Honestly, I can't even imagine being James Von Prague and having the gift and the talent that he has and saying yes to taking it out into the world. Trailblazer doesn't even begin to talk about his mediumship and what he does. Whether it's radio, whether it's television, whether it's Hay House publishing his books, whether it's Hay House radio, it doesn't matter. He has shown up and shaken us up. As we said, shake, don't stir. That's what a conversation with James Von Prague is all about. Yep, both of us born in New York. And, you know, how, does, how, how do two people born in the city end up coming on air, being a medium, being a best-selling author, being someone that is known all over the world? How does he do that? 
and be that person that is still humble and in service of so many people. Well, let's ask James about that. James, welcome to the show. Great to oh have you goodness, here, Pat. boy. Thank you, Pat. What, a, what what an introduction. My head is still spinning. Thank you. That was, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and I You're got goosebumps all over my body. Um, well, you know, I connect with you for years now, and it's yeah. been, <laughs> we, we understand each other. So. I really do. Yeah. You know, I want to start out, you know, uh, and I know for those of you out there that want to connect with James, we do have a toll-free number, and it is one 800-930-2819. We are going to take your calls. Taylor's already doing it. So trust me, we will get you on here, on on hair. We'll get you on hair, but then we'll get you on air too. We'll get you on hair and air. Um, You know, James, look, what is it like? I got to ask you this question. I've never asked it. What is it like to be James Von Prob? It's really boring. No, no. It's It's, uh, I don't know. It's uh, I'm my own unique person. I like to have fun. I like to. I always, as you know, you've known me long enough. We share that in common. Yeah. I like to find the joy in the journey, and that and, you know, J O U R N E Y, joy and journey. And I find that when doing this type of work, you realize there is no death. You know, there is no death. No such thing as a death. It's an illusion. So mm-hmm. it really forces you to live life the best you can. And when you realize that. When you pass out of this dimension into the next dimension, and you have to look back at the life that you lived, you want to be proud of the life you left behind, right? And I believe, for me personally, I want to try to, how can I say this, Pat? Ignite every single person who comes upon my path. I want to give them that sense of themselves, that loving being, instead of getting caught up in their head and the judgment and all the negativity or limitation. I find, since I've had this experience of working with the spirit world and understanding about love and compassion you know, and compassion and, and, and really trying to live that mindfulness life, I find for me, I have to try to do that to everyone, help everybody to re- remember who they truly are. And, and how can I do that? But the number one way is just by example. And, and I just... I try to live a fun, loving life, and I, I love myself. I, I find I'm a, I'm a, as we say back east, a pisser. I'm a, I'm a, as you are, and we try to, you know what, life's too short. You've got to be happy. Yeah. And, and, and bringing love through for people and realizing there's no death, it really does help you to have a different, you know, perspective of things. So well, I, and I want to talk with you about too. something. I go to the store, I go to the restaurants, yeah. I have wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really kind of normal. I'm very down to earth, really very, very down to earth. And, uh, but yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> well, I love this because, you know, it's interesting. It, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was out at a meeting the other day and I, I cussed as we'd say, my stepmom from the South would say, honey, you just cussed. You know, that means you said a curse word, right? And I, I was out, I, I was out and I it just, James, it just came out of my mouth. I didn't know. I think I was overtaken by something. Uh, it just came out of my mouth. And I was talking about something I was very passionate about, but oh my gosh, it was like, boom, there it was. Yeah. And and you could hear a pin drop in the room, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you could hear a pin drop. And, and they've done that, yep. <laughs> right. And and so here we are, you and I. What does it take for us to show up as us? What have you discovered along the way to becoming this incredible, I want to say, celebrity? 
Well, it's it, it's a hard that that's a whole hard gig because I never entered this work as a medium and getting to work the public. I never want, wanted to be well known. I never wanted to be in the public eye. I never. I sat and did private readings, and I was very content with that. And it really wasn't until someone came from my 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 lovely lady. We're going to pay a little pay a little respect to the Joan Rivers show, oh. and, and that was a, that was the very first show I did back in New York in the late '80s, and that was the first time. And they found me, and, and everything I've really done. They've kind of sought me out, and that pushed me into that, that limelight, bringing mediumship to television. But really, in those days, no one was doing this work. Um, there was George Anderson in Long Island that was doing it, and it was just myself. Sylvia Brown did something. I don't know what she did in, in Northern California, but she was on tele- television. And it was just, I think it was a normal fit. I think that I was kind of made up, if you will, uh, and my makeup, my soul makeup, uh, lends itself to being able to do television, expressing myself. I have a lot of stuff in Leo, which is self-expression. And yeah. I think I'm a teacher, first and foremost, and I think that was meant to be that. But i got to tell you something so interesting working in Hollywood, whether it's from producing point of view or on, on camera, you really have to be yourself. You really, really have to be yourself. And one of the big things, and not only for someone that's going to be before the public, if you will, but but everyday life, you really, and I'm going to say this the way I say this, you really can't care what other people think about you. Because right. what people think about you is none of your business. Because, And you are just who you are. And you have to accept yourself for who you are and love yourself. And, and maybe somebody who's watching you will see that confidence and will see who you are. And they can say, wow, that person's confident. That person's great. Maybe I can, I can do something like that. Or I can be confident. Or I can be great. Mm-hmm. Just being yourself. Not being what other people think of you or people want from you or what you have to be for other people. Just be yourself. And that is true. That's, that's what I've found. Even with my mediumship, you have to be true to yourself. You cannot go out and give a message what you want, think people want to hear. You are a vessel for spirit, and you've got to be true to the message and true to what you're hearing. So it's, it's a whole thing about being true to yourself. And, and you know what? I think the universe will always test us about that, left and right. They'll put us in situations where we're being tested about our souls and true yep. to our souls every day. So that's yeah. my biggest advice is just being true to yourself. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I also want to talk with you about, and I was really struck by, and by the way, I love the book, Adventures of the Soul. It's a great, I love this. great book. I, I love I, it. It's one of my best books ever, Adventures of the Soul. It's a I was going to say that. I was going to say. But it's you know what I love book. about it more than anything? You ready? Yeah. You and I have a mutual friend, and her passing really struck me in a hard way, Uh, and that is Debbie Ford. You say, thank you bringing the shadows into the light, love, James. That's what she helped me with. Had it not been for her, I wouldn't have been able to talk about my past the way I talk about it now, James. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody has shadow sides, every single person. And Debbie Ford was a life coach who really recognized her own shadows right away. I remember years and years ago, when, before she started, we sat in a restaurant, the back of some restaurant, and she talked about her drug addiction, her life living on the street, living in a car, all these horrendous things. And, and I said, Debbie, you should write a book about it. She said, oh, no, no one would want to read that. So, Debbie, every human being can relate to that. And she did. She wrote a book, and her sister was able to get her on the Oprah show, and she became big, big, big. And thank God she's helped millions and millions of yeah. people deal with their shadows and to live a better life. And when it was her turn to pass over, she didn't know how to do that. And she sought, she sought me out. And, and, and thank God I was able to be there for her when she passed mm-hmm. and help with the transition. And it was, I had, I thought, you know, here's Debbie Ford, who's been around this work for years, and she doesn't know how to die. What about the everyday 
people. They don't know how to die. So I knew I'd write this book dedicating it to Debbie, but to help every single person learn how to live and how to die. And that's really what it's about. Um, you know, part of this too, in talking with you, and I, I have to tell you, this is one, this is the best book you've written. I think so. I yeah. do think so. Right. No readings in the book. It's just observations. It's insights. Mm-hmm. It was totally channeled, this book, completely. I had a, a council of beings around me every time I did it, and they were the same beings, and they just came right through me. And I, so With Debbie, of course, leading the pack, because Debbie yeah. wanted this to be done, of course. And people know Debbie. She's very strong and aggressive. So Debbie says, yes, you got to get it done. <laughs> so. Is that what she's saying? To, because she told me I need to write my book. And she, you know, I know she's looking down saying, uh, what are you waiting for, girl? Yeah, you should write your book, Pat. You definitely should. You have a lot, well, you, have you know, thanks to Debbie, I can write my book now, James, because I wasn't writing a book that was true. I wasn't well, writing about my life. I was ashamed of my Debbie and I talked about this once. We talked about our parallels. You know, my mother died when I was seven. I was homeless when I was 17. Uh, I was arrested at 19. And we kind of talked about this, but I would never talk about it in public. And, you know, what she helped me realize was that guilt and shame are the toxicity that hold our soul back from its greatest moments. So true. And, mm. and you know what, Pat, also those moments that you lived, that, that life that you lived um, from those young ages, just by having those experiences and you expressing them and sharing them with other people, it gives them the permission to open up themselves and say, you know what, it's not as bad as that. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It was a lesson that I'm learning. And just by you acknowledging that with other people and bringing that into the light, it'll help them to be healed mm. with those, those past experiences of guilt or shame or uh, self, non-self-love. Mm. Yeah. I love that you call the book, um, and by the way, the book is Adventures of the Soul Journeys Through the Physical and Spiritual Dimensions. I love that you call it a manual, you know, because it's exactly it what I needed to pick up and I read. And you know I read everything, right? Yeah, don't you think it's a manual? I don't know how else to describe it. It is a manual. Really, no, it is. For your, for your soul. Yeah. And to it, understand the soul, because it's so nebulous a soul people don't know what that means so i kind of brought it back down to an understanding and something about my writing which i'm going to blow my own horn because i can doing yeah. 30, 30 years it's that all my books are very easy to digest and this is another one which takes a subject which is you know out there and a little esoteric and it brings it kind of down to earth that every single person can understand it well, I love your, the. It, by the way, just so you know, um, we're going to make sure you all know how to find out more about James, get a copy of the book. Here's the deal I love about all of this. You're absolutely right in what you do, but you cut to the chase in this book. When yeah. you talk about quantum energy, science meets spirituality, yeah. I don't have to go through 50 pages of you <laughs> defining it. No. You know, boom. There you no. go. I'm not very and, bright, Pat. I'm pretty stupid. So I think, you know what? If I can, if I can understand it, then the, the, everyday person is going to understand it because I'm very simple-minded, and I don't know a lot about science. But I, I always say, you know, you don't speak up to people. You don't speak down to people. You speak about what you know. And one thing about me, which everyone has said is true, I'm a very average person, and, and this is for the average individual who just – you know, they might not have a degree in science or mathematics, yeah. but they certainly understand how they feel, their intuitions, sensations, mm-hmm. and that's what it's about. Yeah. It is. You know, James, before we go to the phones, I, I am so thrilled. Oh, I mean, uh, we're just ready, jumping huh? up and down that you're going to be coming to Seattle. Okay. So let's talk for a little bit, if you could, about the event you're doing in Seattle. For those of you listening to this show, if you have not registered for this event, 
please, uh, you're going to be doing on October 3rd at the Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle. Yes, exactly right. I'm going to be doing that. It'll be a demonstration, and then um, it's going to be really uh, incredible to do that. But I'm also going to do, on on top of that, then I'll be doing a, a workshop. So it'll be, a, a I think, it's a two-day workshop, and I'm going to help people to tune into using their intuition, their power, and, and, and psychic work, intuitive work, but also connecting mediumistically on an easy way that it's not something no one can do. Everybody can do it to a certain degree, and I'm going to there to guide every individual that comes. I will do an individual, you know, processing assessment, and I think people love it. People love my workshops from all over the world, and um, I've been extra busy doing them because so many people want them. So, like, yeah, I'll do two days also in Seattle in a workshop. Yeah, well, you know why? They want the real deal. They don't want the Memorex thing. They, no, want, they want James the Von Prague, yeah, you know, true. because you're, like, really a fun guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fun guy. I'm, I'm a great teacher, and I'm very serious in my teaching, and I don't yep. let people get off easy. The other day I was on a radio show or yep. a, to something, and this guy, they, they wanted to introduce me to this man who was a psychic medium, and I said, a psychic medium, are you a psychic or are you a medium? I couldn't answer the question. And I said, well, now let's understand the definition that every, but every medium is psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. So and as far as mediumship, you have to have a certain foundation of intuition. And, and mediumship is a different energy. So it's how you define it and how you identify with it. And it's going about it very differently. So working as a psychic and tuning in as a psychic and developing as a psychic is a very different thing than mediumistic work. So I, in the workshop, I talk about the differences. I do examples of each. And people can see the very different uh, experiences, yeah. mediumship and psychic ability. Mm-hmm. I love you, James. Let's go to the phones. Mr. Okay. Benny, where do you want to go? All right. We can start things off. We'll take Linda calling in from Seattle. Linda, welcome to the show. Hi, Linda. Uh, hi there. Good morning. Hi, Good morning. Linda. Um, hi, James. Um I, am I, do I need to ask a question? Or you can do I whatever you want. You, if you want to talk to someone, you let me know if you want to contact. I would love for you to just do your thing. <laughs> do my thing? What does that mean? I have a lot of things to do. <laughs> do whatever you want. All right, Linda, we'll just see what we get with you. What is your birthday? It's October 25th. Okay. And did your do father you pass hear? over? Uh, no. No, because there's a man around you who smokes cigarettes. So there's somebody who's living a lifetime who would smoke cigarettes because I see a man here smoking and there's smoke everywhere. So I've got to tell oh, you that. Me. Okay. I, I don't know who it is. And why would you know about horses or in the past, a memory of horses somewhere? They're getting bucked off one once, but that's nothing much. Okay. So okay. would you know anyone in the family or somebody you would know who would have lived around the horses or lived in a pasture or a farming area that would know about horses who used to smoke cigarettes? Oh, my gosh, not really. And would you know anyone named John? No. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe that's for another caller, but that's who's right here. Okay? With you, Linda, let me just let me just put that aside, that if you don't want to get that. Maybe it's for, it happens sometimes for another caller. That happens, but we'll just say, well, let me just keep it going. So, Linda, one of the things with you is um, there's a hard time for you to make up your mind, a little bit of not sure which way to go, so a little bit of procrastination. Okay? Um, i got to tell you that. Do you have a daughter? Mm-hmm. No. Are you, is there a young girl around you who's a daughter, like a daughter feeling, or a daughter person around you, younger woman that you're influencing? Oh, man, not that I can think of, no. Well, 
Would you keep it, because I keep on saying you're a younger woman who you're going to be influencing, that it's a strong influence, like a good good influence, like a teacher, like you're going to be a teacher with her. Okay. 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 And, and, and I also, got a niece. Do you have a niece? Yes. You have a niece? Fabulous. Okay, good. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so there's a man here, and I also want to ask you, is your mother passed over? Yes. Okay, so the the lady, the man that's here with your mother, so the, the lady is. Let me just get your mom closer to me here, and they can come through in just a thought. But the the the, the man that's here is connected with your mother in some way. So I don't know if that's a, her father-in-law. I don't know if that's an uncle of hers. But it's definitely a man Son. that she would have known, who would have smoked cigarettes and it would have known either do something with horses. I mean, when I say could have raced horses, but something to do with horses. So I've got to let you know that, wow. okay? okay? I know that this man would have lived in a different state or a different place. And I know that your mother would have either been from a different part of the country or a different space, different place. Does that make sense to you? Mm. Where was your family from? No. Born in um, Seattle, raised in Seattle, stayed in Oregon? No, Washington? Oregon. 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 Oh, it's in Oregon, okay. So that's, and where are you now? I'm in Seattle, Washington. So that Washington is a different state than Oregon? Correct. So that's Just asking. Yeah. Okay. So that's a different state. She would, have, she would have come from a different state. So I know that her family would have been raised in a different state, correct? Yes. Yeah. Right. And I know there would have been three people with her. So I don't know if she had three siblings or you have three siblings, but I'm talking about three. She give me the number three. Okay. She had two siblings, three kids, perhaps. She, she had three kids. That's a three, darling. So she had... No, she had yeah. five kids. She had there, but there's two siblings, so three kids in her family. Oh, well, I don't know. She shows me three, so I just I don't know what it means. Okay, yeah, okay. And, and so, Linda, um, can I just ask on an intuitive level? Has there been thought about you either moving somewhere, going somewhere, changing your place of living, or um, as far as where you live, Linda? Home? Where you live? We just moved about my husband and I moved two about months, five ago. months ago. How, how long? Mm-hmm. About five? Five months ago. I, I got to tell you that I don't feel settled yet in the place that you're in. Wow. Mm-hmm. Don't feel completely settled. <laughs> That's too bad. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you love it. I understand you love it. And is your husband there for work? Did he take a job there? Or is he working? Yes. Okay. And was he transferred there, or is it just a move you guys no. made? No. No, he okay. lives here for years. Okay. If I go to your place and I look to the, the back area... Does, is there some kind of land that slopes down? A little bit, yes. Uh-huh. So, so, because so, I know that I'm looking at the back of your house, and I know that I'm going to, I don't know if there's a sliding glass door there or there's a back area you can go to. Would, wouldn't there be a door to go to the backyard or go in the back area? Yes. Okay. So I, I, I know if I go there, that I'm very much aware. Your mother's, your mother's very strong connected with you in this area. Your mother's very, very strong as far as that house goes. For some strange reason, she wants to talk about something about books. Of not, I don't know what she's on about. Are there still books in a box to need to be taken out? No. Okay. Is everything unpacked completely? Yes. Okay. I'm not sure why she's giving me a box full of stuff, but she is. I don't know if there's a slopey area down there that needs to be worked on or that you thought about doing something with. So, um, so Linda, no. I don't know what, if there's a garden down yeah. there, if you want to do something in the back of okay. that house, if I want to put a little patio on that house, if I want to put uh-huh. something back there. But your mother said it's not done yet. Okay. Does that okay. make sense? Yes or no? Yes, yes. Okay, good. 
And I know that there's some boxes, and I know you're going to disagree with me, but i got to go with what your mother's talking to me about. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I know there's some boxes that still have some things in it that need to be unpacked, and I'm sorry to say that, but they have to be. Okay. And, and I'm very aware that there's yeah. some painting that needs to be done or, or rechanged, or you started painting one thing and I have to change the color of something. Okay? Okay. You understand that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you have a necklace that belongs to your mom? No. Okay, do you have any jewelry that belongs to your mother? Maybe one thing, yeah. Okay. So you do. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just getting mom here. Now, what questions do you have, Linda? I want to hear um, more of your energy, because your energy is kind of like, uh. So let me hear more of your energy. <laughs> oh, I can't do this on myself. I need some of your energy, too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see. Let me ask you a question. Um, okay, um, but do you, you know what, you were talking about being yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I am, um, actually very much that, but I don't get accepted by my family. Oh, isn't that great? I know, isn't it a good one? N- none of us do. <laughs> when is your birthday again? You said November? Did you, oh, you told me, October? It's October, October 25th. Okay, great. So. Let me just tell you about you and your family. Every soul that comes back on this earth has to deal with what's called a soul family or a soul group. And, and that mm-hmm. soul group are family members and friends and people that you're really significant in your lifetime now. So when, when we, if we think that we are, if we just have that awareness that we are all connected in some way, that there's a oneness with everybody, and then we're all connected as one, so just stay with me. So if you have a family member or a person you work with or a friend who's really on you, you can have a hard time with, very difficult, you got to look and see, okay, what inside myself is not in oneness or wholeness? What are they teaching me? Because the people in your life who you have the hardest times with, they are your greatest teachers. So there's a family member who did you wrong. You can't go down to their level. You've got to rise above it and say, okay, what are they teaching me? And you can't force them to love you. You can't force them to see you for who you are because they might not even be aware of it. So I always say, take the high road. There's less traffic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Wow. James. Uh, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and also get a copy of your book to register the, for the event? What's the best way to do that? My website, which is vanprog.com, www.vanprahh, and they check out the events page and then click register mm. there. I love it. Mr. Yeah. Benny, who do we have next? All right, let's take now Julie now, calling. Benny, I want you to bring somebody who's alive. Alive? Okay, I'll do my They're best. Real energy. Sounds good. All right, Julie, you need to step it up. You're calling in from St. Paul, Minnesota, so let's do it. Let's make it happen. All right, Julie, okay. how are you? Doing great, thank you. Uh, All see, right. Julie, Julie's in the Midwest, and Pat and I have these, these energetic things. How you doing, Julie? <laughs> doing really good. Are you happy? I'm happy. Yeah, but, all right. You think Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're happy, clap your hands. <laughs> Julie, you don't want to be the walking dead. You want to be happy and go lucky. And if, if today was your last day in life, what would you do? Well, that's a tough one. Try to talk I to know, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> try to talk to as many family members as I could. I guess. You would what? Try to, connect, try to connect with many loved ones, I believe. Why would you do that? Just because it would be my last chance to talk to them. Really? But if you tried tomorrow, you'd see them. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what would you do That's for true. yourself today? What would you do for yourself, which you have not yet done? And if tomorrow was your last day, what would you do, which you have not done yet for yourself? That I've not done yet? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You oh. haven't done it yet. Travel around the world. Okay. <gasps> All right. Okay, that's a good one. And, and if you could do something closer to your house, what would you do? Uh, go to a spa. <gasps> okay, so well, that's reasonable. That's manageable. That's possible. So why don't you just make an appointment after this phone call and make a, an appointment for a spa for a massage and a facial? Yeah. Can you yeah, do that? Yeah, good. Otherwise, I'm not going to speak to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got to do these things. As a matter of fact, I just got a call from my little spa down here in Bothell, Blooming Nails, and they call me and they said, can you come in earlier? And I said, I don't have an appointment. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, but I need to. You we just to. don't take enough time to oh, for ourselves. True. And then we true. expect ourselves to show up and be there for everybody else. And we don't have any juice in the tank. Exactly right. And, and Julie's the type of person, Julie, that you tend to give, 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 and you forget about self. You know? And, and, and I think you've been caught up with, like, a lot of people that are caught up in thinking mm-hmm. that the illusion, because remember, this is the illusionary world, the three-dimensional world, they caught up the illusion that if I do this, then I'll get more love. I'll receive more love. If I act this way, a certain behavior or do a certain thing, they're going to love me more or they'll accept me more. Do you relate to that, Julie? Yes, I do. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell you that in this lifetime, you may never get the love from other people that you really want. And you might leave this earth without receiving any of the love you've ever wanted from those people. And, and you, you know, and so you have to ask, mm-hmm. why is that? Well, those people might not be capable to love you for who you truly are, because they might not see you for who you truly are. You might be a beautiful color of blue, and they might just see, you know, a green Mm. You, you know what I'm saying, sweetheart? So, like yeah, Pat said, you've you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. going to say one more thing. By you acting as far as loving self and expressing yourself and having a good time and giggle with yourself, make jokes with yourself, when you start living a life of love for who, for who you are and celebrating your own soul, those in the spirit world will look down at you and say, wow, she's teaching me how to live. She's teaching mm-hmm. me. Because a big, another illusion we have is that we think, oh, just because someone's dead, out of the body, discarnate, they, are, they know everything, they're wise, they're ha- they know all everything. And not true at all. They will look to us many times walking on this earth and saying, wow, they're teaching me how I should have behaved in a certain situation, how I should have loved myself more by doing this. So I think, Julie, I think if you once get, you know, open up that cocoon and start flying like a butterfly, yeah. and I think you're really fun if you just, let yourself. I have a question, Julie. Can I ask you a little teeny question? It's a little teeny. Sure. All right. When will you be making your spa appointment? Truthfully, I probably would put it off because that's the kind of person I am. But okay, I'm have Julie. To do it. Okay, Julie, but I'm, I'm giving stop. you an hold opportunity on. to on, change Pat, it hold up. Hold on, hold on. Julie, where do you live? I live out in St. Paul, Minnesota. St. Oh. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah. So... What is the name of the spa? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know which one I'd go to. Probably a oh. cool salon has a spa. What's the name of the salon? C-O-L-E-S. Yes, salon. I'm going to make you an appointment, and I'm going to get you a, a massage and a facial. And that's going to give that. Do you understand that? So I'm going to gift that to you. How's that? Oh, my gosh. I'm just... 
I was just calling in to talk to my mom. I didn't know this was going to happen to me. Oh, well, well your mom is talking to us. That's what your mom is telling us. She's saying, girl, you got to get to the spa and take care of yourself. I know your mom would be saying that, right? For sure. Because yeah. your mother didn't take care of herself, and look where she ended up. That's her sense of humor, your mother. That's her sense of humor. You know, mm. ben, would you give Benny your phone number when we get off? So you yeah, can, don't um, hang up. And I'll do that. Okay. So what's your mother's first name? Her name is Connie. Connie. Oh, my mother's name, Connie. Yeah, Connie. So, my sister's name, Connie. Oh, here we go, the Connie. So mm. uh, i got to ask you, was there a time where someone in her family grew up at a farm or a pasture or, or middle, you know, that sort of a thing, agriculture around yeah. her? Yes, her father, yeah. Her father, right. Mm-hmm. So I get with this lady that she's been, she's in her lifetime. Remember, they come through, through in memories. And I know this lady would have a happier time in her life or knew a lot about being in the farm area, um, cows and pastures. And, that. and and her dad was a very hard worker, by the way, very, very hard worker. I feel this man would work a lot, 15 hours a day, this sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, you understand that, right? Yes. And I know that I know that he didn't have time in some ways for his kids and for the family because he's such a hard worker. And I feel that your father, your grandfather, could express himself his love to your mom. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. And mm-hmm. I know that he's. Um, and I don't want to say I don't know if he was Norwegian or, or or that part of the world or the blonde that 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 background. But I I, I feel that. Um, and I feel, and was there ever a time where your mother wanted to be a teacher, or was there anyone who did teaching in the family? Well, actually, that's why I was calling, because my daughter just became a teacher. Oh, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Well, your mother is her, uh, going to say, a guide helping her with the teaching. So she wants her to tell her. And would you please, I don't know if your daughter wanted to study a different language, or she just recently did a different language, but th- there's a connection with the foreign language. So see if she wants to study foreign languages or a foreign language, would you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, I like her with history, too. So there's going to be two school changes for your daughter. So she wants to be teaching, but she's going to be placed in one place, one school, and then go somewhere else. I also like her with special ed kids, which is really interesting. And I know that your mother, before she passes over, I see her in like a hospital bed or some kind of a bed, uh, like this sort of a setting. Would that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. And, and, and I just get a sense from your mother as she comes in. Her personality is fabulous. Her personality is great. But I know that she had to live under the thumb of someone else, her father. Or I, I, there was the, it's so interesting that you are who you are, Julie, because oh, I'm going to cry now. Because you've taken on a mm-hmm. lot of that. i got to live for other people. i got to live under the, you know what I'm told to do. And I think it passes on from generation to generation. So part of the reason we want you to do the spa thing is to do something for yourself. Because I think your mother was the same way. I don't think she gave to herself a lot. You understand that? Yes, because I do. It's, all, it's all family for her, and she thinks that's the most important thing. I mm-hmm. want to say one thing to you. Don't you own um, uh, stemware, either wine glasses or champagne glasses, that belong to somebody in the family, whether it's your mother or grandmother? Yes. Okay, and is that in the dining area, in a dining room, or in a cupboard there? Yes. Okay, and 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 I know that there are other glass, glass or crystal um, items that you have of mothers in that same hutch or that same area, correct? Correct. Right, and and I know if I go into that dining room area with your mother, mm-hmm. she wants me to tell you that she cel- you celebrate her life. You love you love her, and you're celebrating her. If I go to a dining room area and I look onto the wall, is there a photograph of someone or a portrait of, of a lady there? Yes. 
Yes, and, and, and it looks like an oval frame, kind of an oval frame, correct? Correct. Yes, and, and so I know it's either your mother or your grandmother. Which one is it? My mother. There you go. Perfect. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. So I know that she's, she's right there with you. I know she has a lot of her things there. I know you have some of her jewelry. You did a great job for her, and yeah. she wants to thank you for being there for when it was time for her to go. Can I just say in many ways you helped her over to the other side of life? And, and you know that you did this, and this can be a validation. And would you be aware about being someone being in a religious sense, like Catholic or something like that? Yes, my mom raised us Catholic, and okay, she was a devout Catholic. Perfect. Because I know when she comes to me that she wants to talk about the religion, she wants to talk about the Catholic thing. I know there were prayers that were said at the time she was ill, and I know that the prayers were said to help her over the other side. I know Hail Marys are there. I know everything. I know there's somebody who used to go kneeling down and saying prayers. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very aware also of the, the candles being lit. I'm very aware of a funeral mass. I'm very aware that someone must have known a priest. And I'm very aware of that mother's very proud, okay? That makes sense yeah. to you. Yeah. And, it does. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm also very aware of a, a statue of the Virgin Mary. Yes, I bought one for her for her garden, and now I have it. Fabulous, and that's what she wants me to let you know. I see the statue. I love what you've done with that statue, and she's just there's a real feeling of of thank you and, and appreciation and gratefulness. I know that you held my hand on the left side of the bed. I know you were standing on the left side of the bed when she's ill, and I know that she gives me a sense that you're holding her left hand. Would that would you remember that, please? Yes. Okay, and and I I know that I'm I'm petting her hand. I'm very aware that I know my mother likes to have her hair looking nice and everything, and I want to make sure she looks good. It's just really funny because it's what she's giving me. Understand? Yes, I do. And and, and I know that there are either cards when she passes over on the tables there in the room or photos or cards. I'm not sure if they're get-well cards or photos, Mm -hmm. but I know it's all around there, okay? And I know that there are three to four people from the family standing around that bed when she's ill. Just see that for me. Yes, I do. Okay, very good. And All right, I, wow. I, yeah, and i got to tell you, her father comes to get her, and her mother, but more the father for some reason is a connection. So she's fine, and I want you to start treating yourself good, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you so much, James. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't hang up because we're going to get that phone number from you, okay? Then I'll make you an appointment. Thanks, Julie. Yep. Thanks, Julie. She's on hold. <laughs> wow. Mr. Benny. All right, we're just blowing through. Let's just blow through all these breaks and get all this wonderful uh, yeah, information out and all these people on air with us. So now Sandra is calling in from Nevada. Sandra, how are you? Thank you for waking us up here today. Great to, to connect you with James. Thank you so much. And actually, my name is Sandra. Sandra. Okay, I'm good. From- I'm from New York. So that's why you got this, Sandra. <laughs> And you're living in Vegas now, Nevada? Yeah, well, it's, it's Las Vegas, Nevada, and I spoke with you the other day, James, and I I only got a second with you, and I was so upset I could barely speak. Well, and the right I just time. wanted to, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I just, I was, exactly, I and I feel, I feel so grateful that I'm able to speak with you this morning. Well, thank Um, you, Sandra. Thank you so much. And you actually had given me a little information the other day, and I was just, you know, I'm I'm very overwhelmed with my grief right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I 
I am extremely overwhelmed with my grief, and I've been listening to you. I've been um, trying to uh, follow, you know, your words of wisdom Mm -hmm. to help me to understand that uh, my my son is that he actually has not passed on. That he, I will see him again. Definitely. But I, I did see. Actually, my problem is that I, I'm not sure where to go from now. You know, for, for me, my personal self, I'm not... Okay, sweetheart. I'm not sure well, whether... Well, Sa- Sa- Sandra, Sandra, which is spelled what? S-O-N-D-R-A? Yes. Yeah, now let's just look at that. Yeah. Son, S-O-N-D-R-A. Just, mm. just, just pointing these things out. So uh, there are no accidents. I believe that the universe is it's really, I think, God, the universe, love, that energy. There's no, I think coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And I think so if you were called today, that was not a time, now is the time. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something, sweetheart. All the callers that are listening, too, and Pat, of course, you know this, that when someone passes over, and, and as, as another soul passes over in our soul group, which we are all souls, and, and sometimes before we come back on this earth, we go through, on the other side of life, we prepare for our upcoming life, and we'll sit with our teachers and our counselors and our guides and our families and our group souls, and we decide on when to come back, when's the best opportune time for our souls to grow and for the family souls to grow. So many times there are some souls who decide that, you know, for the best of the soul group, they have to leave earlier in the chronological time on this earth, whether it's 17, 21, 40, 80, 90, just going through birth. It's the soul, just for that soul experience. They have to learn from that. And by doing that, many times it forces those left behind to get on their spiritual path. Okay? So, so Sandra, that you've, that you've many, many hundreds and millions of people have gone through this, what you're going through, and there'll be many millions that still will go through it. It's one of the most, I've got to tell you right now, it's one of the most, um, uh, old, well, it's, 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 it's a lesson which is old souls tend to take on a lesson of losing a child. I just got to tell you that from one of my understanding. So mm. where do you go from here? Yeah, I think you should definitely start going into the spirituality. Uh, there's a book I wrote called How to Heal a Grieving Heart, which I really would love for you to have if you don't have it yet. So I will send I that to I you. Let me send it to you. Give Benny your address and I'll send you a copy, okay? I'll send you a personalized copy. But that's the number one. Start, quest- start going into yourself. Start connecting with your son on a soul-to-soul level where you hear him and you can easily hear him if you close the mind and go into the stillness, if you will, the, the meditation or going to the quietness and-, and get out of the head and realize he's more with you now than he was able to be with you in the physical world. I got attacked. Didn't he pass very quickly or fast? Wasn't there a rapidness to his passing? He did, and I don't really know, to be honest with you, I, I don't have the report back, so I don't know the whole story yet. I really don't know. Okay, well, let me just say uh, what I, I feel. I okay. okay, well, can I tell you what I feel, love? Okay, so I feel Absolutely. that he's away from home when he does this, so I don't know what happens. Is, it, is he out of the place where he lived? Or was he not he, with you? He actually, he left, he left our home, and he was gone. Yeah, he right. left that night. Right. Because I know he's not in the home when he does this. I know he's away from your home, he gives me. Away from his home. I know that he must still have a pair of his jeans. His, his, his jeans. Do you understand that? Having a pair of his jeans? I have all his clothes, yeah. Okay. So I know there's a specific yeah. pair of jeans that he loves that you have. 
I know they're faded. I know that there could be you know, a hole toward the knees, uh, the th- threaded. I love that. I love his energy as far as he's a get-up-and-go. He's a young guy. Was he in his 20s when he passed, early 20s or late teens? Very, How old was yeah. he? He was very early 20s. Very early, tw- 23, but there we go. he was very correct. young. Perfect. You're very so, connected. Okay, good. So I know that he's uh, this, this young age. I know early 20s or early, late teens, early 20s, and I feel he's still finding himself. He's discovering himself. The word I'm using is discovery. And wouldn't he be finding himself? Would he love the water, please? Would he ever love the water? Um, yes, he, he did. He okay. Did. And before this happened, was there a trip about two months before or three months before wanting to go to a beach or around water of some kind? James, uh, the weekend before, we went to Santa Barbara to see my sister, and we went to the beach. Fabulous. There we go. Just I know give me a beach. Fabulous. So I know that I have him here. I know he's talking about that beach. I know we're talking about memories of that. I know he likes to drink beers, or someone's drinking beer. So on that weekend, there was someone drinking beer, which is really funny. I know that um, someone was thinking. Someone's been thinking about getting a tattoo, or with his name, or there's been talk about that tattoo. Does that make sense? He he had a tattoo oh. actually, and he. Um, his father passed away, and he had his father's, um, he had his name. And so his father passed away when he was four, and he's always questioned, you know, and wanted to be with him and wanting to know him. Oh, he wanted and to be with him. He's with him. Been, he's with him. He's with he him. is. His, his yeah. father's more of a mental person, and you're more of an emotional person. Can I say that? Yes. Yeah, and and I just know, and, and this might sound really weird, and I don't want you to judge it, just see it. Well, I don't know if there was a marriage, if you're married again, or are you married again yet? Yes, Okay, I am. fabulous. Love that. I love that for you. I want to go to Hawaii, so I don't know why. He's bringing me to Hawaii, but I'm going to Hawaii. Okay. But do you know my sister? Once we go to Hawaii, she's going in June, and she wanted me to come with her. Okay. Oh. It, it took some Hawaii. Oh. And my husband. And my husband. Fabulous. Yes. Well, let me tell you, going to yes. go to Hawaii, Sandra. And one more thing, and then I'm going to move on here with, with the call. But I know you must have either something you used to wear around his neck. I'm not sure if it was a, but, um, a cord, a little, like, a nylon thing, or, or something around his neck. And it's kind of... I don't know what he's talking about having that, like a, I wouldn't say a chain, it's more of a fabric type of thing. Um, and around his wrist as well. So I don't know what that means. James, it's, it's, it's James, this is unbelievable. His, the necklace, it, I bought it for him. It has a moon, um, a, a symbol of the moon, and it's on a black cord, and it was on his neck when he passed. They gave it to me, and I'm wearing it on my wrist right now. There you go. Now there you go. I usually have it hanging. Yeah. And Sandra, we want to make sure that you don't hang up because, uh, you know, James is, we want to get some additional information from you, right, James? Yeah, I want to get you that How to Heal a Grieving Heart book. And I'll send you Adventures of the Soul as well, okay? Oh, yeah. Sandra, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, honey. See, it was the right time. There are no accidents. 
No, not at all. And talking about the right time, I want to just say before we go to the phones again, for those of you out there, look, um, if you go to James's website, which is very, very cool, go to jamesvonprague.com, and it's V-A-N-P-R-A-A-G-H.com, or you can go to the Dr. Pat Show, just click on his face, or Transformation Talk Radio, click away on that happy, smiling face, uh, and you can find out where he's going to be. Now, for those of you that have been sending me pings and emails here, I will announce this again. You bet. You bet. Uh, James Von Prague is going to be in Seattle at the Center for Spiritual Living. So make sure you write that down. And then, you know, that is October 3rd. And then, by the way, he's going to be giving a workshop. Spirit Communication, Crossing uh, the Cosmic Divide. So go to his website. You're going to see a lot of information there. Uh, sign up and make sure that you check in with us. We'll see you there. James, uh, I, I think we have time for one more person. Uh, what do you one. think? Okay, then I have another radio show. I have to do my Hay House radio. Next, right next, <laughs> right, 11 o'clock. He's on. And how do they tune into that? They can just go on, actually go on the website. It'll bring them right to Hay House Radio. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Just click. You could click right there. I do there. a lot of readings on that show. It's all I do is readings. Oh, my gosh. Can I, <laughs> yeah, can I call I'm exhausted in? by the end of the day. I'm just a little puddle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, after doing this 30 years, you think maybe? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mr. Benny, who do we have? I think we have time for one more. Yeah, we'll take Christy calling in from Linwood. Hi, Christy. Hi, James. Hi, Dr. Pat. Hi. Hi, Christy. Well, aren't you a sweetheart? Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> sure. How can I help you, honey? Because we're just a little time. Okay, yeah. I have my mother and my sister on the other side and a dear friend named Betty who was like a second mom. She's on the other side, too. Okay. So let me just tell you this. that Just because we think of them, that sends it a thought, the vibration of thought to the spirit world. It's like a phone call that's ringing them up. So just with that thought, they come close to you. So now it's just a matter of, and there's also two men around there, so two older men in the family that come close to me. And I know that you would have recently heard about someone that passed over. It would have been a male that you heard passed over um, recently, within the past two months. And I don't know if it was a friend or someone's father, but there would have been her hearing about someone that passed over. Would you understand that? Yeah, so, yeah. I went to funeral in March. My husband's uncle. Okay. So would I, can you please let your, your, your husband know that uncle's fine? Any people you can talk to the family, he just wants to, he, just really quickly, he said, I'm okay, and he's waving, and he said, I, I really enjoyed the, the whole thing. So he's just saying that. He's happy he can get through. He can't believe he's getting through. Um, so, and I want to talk about if I can have all three of these ladies come in here. I don't know if I have the Betty one, but I definitely have a sister coming in with you. Who ha- whose ring are you wearing or do you have, please? Uh, well, I'm just wearing this dolphin ring. This is the, I'm wearing that as the, my wedding ring. It's just the ring I got, like, in Hawaii. Okay. my sister's Yeah, it's a dolphin that, ring. That connected with your sister? No, it wasn't from my sister. But. Okay. Do you have a ring that belongs to your mother or your sister that you own? Um, I think I have a necklace that was my mom's. No, nope, I don't like a necklace. I like rings. Yeah. So if, if you yeah, have... I'll have when, to look. Would you look... Don't you go to the top drawer of your clo- uh, the drawers, and if you pull that top drawer open, is there a piece of the jewelry there or a little box? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I, I just want to go to the right. It's not my dad's sister. Okay. Oh, you're a live sister's ring? <laughs> yeah, it could be my live sister, my my one sister in Bellingham. <laughs> okay, you must have some, some yeah, sister's have ring. That's, I'm just saying a sister's <laughs> ring. And I know if I look at that drawer, I'll okay. find it. I just want to talk about, did you okay, just I'll recently... 
get your hair redone, restyled, recut, something different with the hair. Yeah, I just got my bangs cut. <laughs> yes, because I know this lady Last here who's like Friday. Your sister wants to tell me she likes your new haircut. Okay. <laughs> she likes your new haircut. And I, 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 it's really weird. I also want to talk about something she's given me. She's really funny. She's a great personality. She's laughing a lot. She has a really good sense of humor. Can I say that to you? Yes. And if I, and if I say the sense of humor, I'm not going to say that she was funnier than you, but i got to say she's a bit lighter than you, if that makes sense. Mm, no, but no, it, you're, you're funnier now. than she is. Okay, now she doesn't like that. All right, I on. think so. Yeah, you think so. Okay. <laughs> I know that. Would I be? Would it be okay if I say five people in the family, or five siblings, or five, or something of five people? Mm-hmm. Would that make sense to you? On the other side, yeah, that makes sense. Five. I I, I don't know what it yeah. means when I said five. And if I can go into again, here we go to a, a table or a dresser, or would there be a, a photo of the entire family when you're kids or when you're younger, um, up up in a frame? I have a picture of my four children up in a frame. Your four children. Are they on the top of a dresser or a bureau? Uh, it's it's on in the dining room. It's the big one, like a 16 by 20. Okay. It's a big picture. Would you have noticed that that moved recently, changed, fell over, or something happened with that? I don't think so. I'll have to okay. go look. Your sister's around that area. And if, I, if I'm there, okay. I know I'm facing some flowers. So I don't know if there's a... Uh, yes, I have still flowers there. I really like flowers. That's okay. she's showing me. She said no, it's right next to the flowers. So you'll have to notice it's okay. going to ch- change the frame, moving. Um, she's around you, by the way. i got to tell you, wasn't she ill for a while? Yes. Because quite, I, quite a while. Uh, well, I'm going with this girl, the sister you have, and I need to let you know that she was, her, her, she feels like, I don't know if it's a disease, but she feels like she's drawn out. She's drawn out. She's depleted. She's ready to go. Her head feels really weird. She gets dizzy. Things are not right. She couldn't mm-hmm. eat at one point. I don't know if they had to force her to eat, but she didn't want you to couldn't eat. And I just feel like I slowly, slowly, really deplete myself out of the body. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I don't know if there were last rites given or some kind of a celib- some kind of a memorial, or some kind of a ceremonial thing before she passes over. But I gotta go with that. I have mm. to go with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I know that I love music, and I want to thank you for having my music at the service or funeral. Something about music that you had. Okay. Okay, and who wrote the poem or the poetry, or a letter? Um. Okay. Does she have a son? My other sister. Oh, she who, didn't have a son. No. Who has a son? Do you have a son? Does your other sister have a son? I have a son, and my sister in Bellingham has a son. Great. Was there a son that went up and spoke? At the funeral? No, but my no. sister and her son went down to the Grand Canyon and went through all her things. Oh, okay. He was with her. I, want to th- I think he has some of my things. I think he does. And yeah. I don't know who has an iPod of hers or music of hers, but she's going on about it's that. Pile. Okay. Yeah. And would you let him know I, I appreciate him taking care of my things? And I know someone took my laptop. Okay. So his sister must have her laptop or something. Took her laptop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably okay, he great. does. Oh, and great. About it. And that's it. That's what I got for you. Okay, honey? Okay, thank you. Thanks, thank Christy. you. Thank you so much. Blessings. Wow, James. What a great hour. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I can't wait to see you when you come to Seattle. It's going to be super. Uh, one last question. 
What's your personal message, James? And thank you so much for all that you do. You are amazing. I know. Find the light in every single person that comes upon your path and enlighten them. That's what we need to do. Oh, (laughs) I love that. that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Tag where it. There you go. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, James. Okay, Thank you so much. James Von Prague, everybody, go to the website. If you haven't signed up for the event uh, that he's going to be doing in Seattle, please go ahead and do that. We're going to take a short ba- a short break. When we come back, we'll be right back with the Dr. Pacho. Another hour on Transformation Talk Radio. Stay tuned, Mr. Benny. We'll be right back. Transformation Talk Radio, the new mainstream in radio. Tired of traditional talk? People pontificating about this or that, the left or the right. Sometimes the truth is just all lost in the noise. Tune in each week to Straight Talk with Chuck Gallagher on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, as nationally known guests talk about what's important to you, your life, your concerns, and your success. Tune in and turn on to Straight Talk with Chuck Gallagher. Visit ChuckGallagher.com for more information. Transforming the world one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio, that's my line. Nonstop shows, 24 hours, seven days. Positive Talk Radio is the new craze. Learn and live your life the best you can. All hosts of TTR will lend a hand. Transform, inspire, educate, create. Tune in now. Our shows are actually really great. Tell your friends, your brother, dad, and mom to tune in at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. 